Welcome to a very special and strange episode of Black Mental Health and Race. There's a lot going on. Let's talk about it. Darkness surely cometh. The question is, why do black people indulge? Peace to the God. Peace. You hearing any static? None whatsoever. All right. Let's try unplug my light. I think that may be causing some type of a electronic um, interference. I'm in the dark, and our last segment was called "Why Are You in the Darkness?" Um. We tend, I know my algorithms, because I search for uh, true crime stories, which is one of my interests. Um, So I get these true crime um, stories in my algorithms, even when I'm not searching for a story. Uh, I would be remiss in my duty if I didn't mention Alpo, Albert Martinez found shot dead in Harlem at the age of 55 um, with the ID Abraham M. Rodriguez. That's why they couldn't identify who this was. Um, It causes mixed feelings and controversy, which Minister Farrakhan talked about a lot in terms of our emotions. Um, how to address loss or how to address um, things that are going to divide or polarize the black community. And there are plenty of subjects that will do it. This one hit home this week. I know a lot of the D.C. people would have good reason not to like um, because he's associated with Wayne Perry and the people in D.C. that got arrested due to him ratting on uh, that population in D.C. Any words on that? Well, um, I feel kind of the same way about the people of New York um, in that he killed Rich. Mm. You know, who who's his homeboy? More of his homeboy than, than Wayne Perry. Um, so um, we here in D.C. feel more like, um, I mean, we, we, we blame Wayne Perry more than we blame Alpo because um, there was this there was this thing that we grew up around here. 
mm-hmm. you know, in D.C. in that, you know, we didn't trust or take to outsiders outside of D.C. Mm-hmm. And so when, when Wayne Perry embraced Alpo like that, mm-hmm. that was not something that we, you know, felt good about. And a lot of people during that time, you know, was telling him, man, you know, you know, how you trusting this, you know, New York nigga like that, this New York dude like that, you know, right. you, ain't, you know, you ain't grow up with him. You don't know him like that, you know, and, and, and I had those same reservations, you know, and things like that, too, about New York people. It was just different for you with you and I because your brother and I was 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 close. Right. And 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 then you and I, you know, you know, had had interactions, you know, on and off throughout our childhood in our traveling from right. New York and DC and South Carolina. So it it, it that was different. You right. know, it wasn't like a stranger from New York. Like I outside of you when I lived in New York, I didn't really interact with people. Right. Um in New York um outside of you and you know pe- people that was in the nation mm-hmm. I, there were there were not if any um other people that I interact with because that's just the way that I that I you know was taught and grew up and even when I this and this was prior to me going to college um but even when I went to college I I still had that mentality which I I'm proud to say today that I was I'm grateful to have been able to break Right. Um, because I now have friendships with people that I've met, um, you know, not only you, but people that I've met, um, um, you know, in college, you know, and after college that are lifelong friends to me, you know, and so right. I'm, appre- I'm appreciative of that. But as it relates to Alpo and what he did, um, I, I just, you know, the game is real. Mm. It's, it's real, bro. And if you've been a part, or played a part of it, then you know I'm not a person that believes in karma. I'm I'm not that dude at all. Um, but while I'm not a, a dude that believes in karma, um, I I do believe that if you play with the streets long enough, you'll you'll get what the streets have for you. Hmm. That's death or incarceration. Yep, or death. Right. And or death, as you say. Yes, sir. Um, one of the things that uh, one brother did mention is uh, there were two things that I, I found interesting that I sent you videos for. One mentioned the fact that um, Alpo was a narcissist and mm. not just in street uh, culture, but just in everyday life you're going to have to be aware of these types of personalities. I don't know if they have a warning for it in psychology, but I know it is a persistent uh, problem with uh, interactions between human beings. Uh, When you run into a narcissistic person, um, is there, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure there is, I just can't think of the name for it in psychology where they warn you about narcissistic and how to identify narcissistic personalities. Um, Like you said, uh, Wayne Perry may have been in error. 
trying to befriend somebody from New York, especially with something to gain by getting um, Alpo's um, trust, by gaining Alpo's trust. Because Alpo was the type of person, even in New York with Rich Porter uh, situation, that was trying to gain people's trust only for the benefit of himself. Uh, it shows in all of the moves that he's made throughout history. Uh, unfortunately, um, we've all had to experience in some type of way, or at least in uh, terms of uh, intrigue into true crime, uh, this uh, person, and they did a movie about him called uh, Paid in Full, for those who don't know the street name. I love that movie. Maybe but, with that movie. Yeah, I, I, I love that movie. But um, I don't know if you are trying to connect the dots with um, Alpo or Wayne Perry in terms of being a, a narcissistic or having a narcissistic personality. Um, but you are able to articulate a side of, or you are articulating a side of Alpo. I don't know if you know him directly or indirectly. Um, but based on the conversation that we're having now, um, I, you know, I will attempt to articulate the side of Wayne Perry or you know, on the DC side. Yes, sir. Um, where I don't feel like he was trying to win favor. Wayne Perry was a bully um, for right. all intents and purposes. Uh, right. I don't, and I don't know if Alpo was that in New York, but Wayne Perry here in DC was definitely a bully. And you know, that was his M.O. His M.O. was robbing and killing and taking. Um, and I don't know that that, that I see that as narcissistic. Um, I don't know if I see that as a narcissistic personality. No. Um, what I was saying was that um, out <clears throat> the narcissist. And okay. in fact, uh, what the video that I sent you showed was that... Um, what you just said is actually true, that Wayne Perry was the bully, and he bullied even Alpo. And what Alpo did from his narcissistic personality was say, instead of being an enemy to Wayne Perry, I got to figure out some way to gain his trust. And he did that by bailing him out of jail. But I'll let you continue. Yeah, so, I mean... I, again, I, I can't speak intelligently, intelligently about their relationship, except right. for what I um, know from just being in the streets at that time. Because while, you know, I, I was, a, without incriminating myself, I, I, I will say that, um, you know, I, I, I was very familiar with the streets at that time yes, while all that stuff was happening. I was a... Um, familiar with that lifestyle at, at that time. Um, that was the early 90s, late 80s. Right. So I was very familiar with that lifestyle and what was happening at that time. Very familiar with Wayne Perry and Alpo. Um, you know, I, that was a part of my lifestyle at that time. I um, was very familiar with all those happenings and those people during that time. And 
Um, again, I, I mean, Alpo was a dude that was, his name was ringing um, very heavily at that time, along with Rafael Edmond, um, who was a very prominent drug dealer, you know, in D.C. at that, you know, at, at that same time. It was a lot of people, a lot of things happening at that time, and they were key players, you know, during that time. Yes, sir. Indeed. Um, so the reason that um, my algorithm keep uh, bringing up these type of stories, which I'll get into the next story and see if we can get to some of the personality flaws in that story. That last video I sent you was um, some guy, Pastor um, Kevin Smith. He had a doctor's degree in psychiatry. Uh, and he was, um, he was actually thrown out of Canada for doing the same thing that he would eventually go to Jamaica and do. Montego Bay, Jamaica became his home. And he was a traveling minister because uh, he not only had his doctor's degree from a formal institution, but um, he indulged in what we call today um, not even prosperity ministry, not like the big guys. He wasn't big, but um, he believed in himself so much, which is what a narcissistic person does, which is the flaw in that type of personality and what we should watch out for. Because what eventually Pastor Kevin did, that he believed in himself so much that he um, text uh, on Twitter to his followers to come to church today and leave your cell phones at home. I want you to listen to this dark story for a reason. As the parishioners started showing up at the church uh, with no cell phones, he told them to wrap their cell phones in aluminum foil and leave them at home and just bring whatever cash that they could bring with them. Um, he commenced to killing two of the believers of that church. And um, he had his own um, security there, sort of like a Jim Jones in Guyana, South America, did to black people that were from the United States. Um, he had them kill two of the parishioners because he believed that he could bring them back to life. Uh, but he was a part of that evangelical uh, pastoral uh, Christianity where they believe that they could um, speak in tongues, touch you and heal you with faith. And uh, his, I think he really believed that he was this person. And yeah, brother, be careful because mm. your, your, your mother and my grandma uh, might start to feel away if you talk about proper reds. Right. That is correct. And that's exactly why I bring it up. Because uh, our last subject was why are we in these dark places? And so much of us have um, fallen, fallen down on the hierarchy of needs where we seem to substitute 
the basics of food and clothing and shelter for a man, that they would bring all of their cash, all of their food. And he said that he was going to get away with killing these two people by building a ark. And service was over that night. He was supposed to kill 144 believers. And he was going to get away on an ark that he was building in the backyard of the church. Would you believe this story, brother? And right. can you explain this in your psychological <laughs> a textbook somewhere? Yeah, I mean, what the I, hell is going on? But I, I don't think that that's that deep, hmm. right? To me, and the reason why I say I don't think it's that deep to me is because if you are a follower of TD Jakes or you are a follower of uh, Pastor Joel Osteen. Hmm. What's the difference? Hmm. I mean, we, these... Are what? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. You know, so let me not leave him... Minutes unfortunate, before right? <laughs> uh, fortunate or unfortunate. But, but I'm, hmm. I'm saying that to say that... Right. Um, I don't know if Mr. Farrakhan owns a jet or a private plane or anything like that. Hmm. But you have people that believe in them so much that if the minister told like the minister is telling people don't get don't get vaccinated right and people are not getting vaccinated mm. and minister Farrakhan isn't a doctor mm. you know he he you know he has his beliefs about what what it is he believes in mm. and people are following him blindly mm-hmm. because he's saying don't do it mm. Right, and there are imams that are saying, "Oh, they aren't doctors, they aren't scholars, they aren't medical people. They're just saying, don't do it, don't trust the government." Right? Okay, and I, and, and I get that, mm-hmm. right? But what I am saying that if you are going to be a blind follower of anybody, that's mm-hmm. problematic, mm-hmm. right? I, you know, and and it, and let's remove religion out of it. Let's say you're going to be a blind follower of Susie Orman. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. A a financial guru. You know, I'm just saying that at some point, are you, there needs to be some checks and balances of anybody that you're going to follow. Mm. Right. And and for me, you know, I must admit, I was a blind follower, you know, as as a younger person and, you know, in Islam. You know, I, I believe what people told me, you know, um, what I was taught, and I believe in their un- in their understanding of the religion, which they be- may incumbent upon me that I should believe it and understand it based on the way that, that they believed it and understand it hmm. and, and understood it. I later in life, I, it, I later in life, began to appreciate my understanding of my reading and, and my understanding of things. Because I will say this to you. There is no way that you and I will be having this conversation today if I had not. There's no way that I would have a doctoral degree, 
have gone to college. Undergrad, master's, doctoral, dissertation, license. I would not have done any of those things based on the, the teachings and the way that I was taught about Islam. That is correct, sir. And that is what we are warning people about. Um, we talked about last week, I don't know if we discussed it on the air, we talked about um, one of our family uh, and friends that um, <clears throat> so into the black consciousness that, uh, as you described at the opening of this uh, last uh, segment before this one, that uh, some people are in such a dark place about uh, white supremacy or black inferiority that they can't move forward. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and be so hard in a conspiracy that they will take anything, including the past of Kevin Smith's of the world. Uh, he has the T.D. Jakes, even someone as innocent as I think uh, Minister Farrakhan is. And they would follow that then trying to get a degree, uh, trying to do something to better their own lives. Yeah. Paranoid. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I think that in and of itself is, is a problem because, you know, it, it, whether it's the Quran, whether it's the Bible, whether it's Mr. Farrakhan, whether it's Supreme Wisdom teachings, what you at the end of the day should know is that you should be able to outgrow all of that. Hmm. And, 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 and when you can't, when you can't, that's what speaks volumes to your limitations, right? That speaks volumes to where you're stuck in life. Because what ends up happening is you can't you can't get past the teachings. You can't get past the Bible. You can't get past the Quran. You're 50 years old. You're 60, 60 years old. You're 30 years old. And you've been reading the Bible and the Quran, supreme wisdom lessons. You you know, you know, you know, ancient Egyptian history. And you can't get past any of that. Mm. And you have spent the last 20 or 30 years of your life doing the same thing, doing the same research. I, I bro, it is amazing to me when I think we might have somebody try and get on our podcast, bro, but it, it might be a little bit too late for them. But um we 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 have people that have studied the Bible, have studied the Quran for 20 and 30 years. And I'm saying, man, I'm a person that have read many books, have wrote a dissertation, have read the Quran through the month of Ramadan over and over and over, has read the Bible over and over and over. And I'm saying, how are you still in the same book that you ain't finished in 20, 30 years? How you still reading the Bible? You ain't finished it. Mm. How you still reading the Quran? And you ain't finished it. Mm. How how you still on baby knowledge mm. of of the Bible and the Quran? I I you know I I question that, bro. 
Right. Because all of this knowledge and intake should lead to some type of action. And if it doesn't, doesn't mean that it's wrong or right. It just means that you haven't learned to move on. And uh, that was an awakening that I had to have. Even later on in life, I had to have this awakening. But um, I'm woke now. And when we come back, we are at the 23-minute mark. This is a conversation between two black men. And um, I am MF Doug, and this is my host, Dr. Moore. Um, We try to have these um, sincere conversations about everything that we experience or that may face black people. And we open the podcast to everyone. Um, now, what were you saying about somebody trying to join the podcast? No, I was saying that um, I was I was getting some uh, texts saying, uh, well, I don't know what they were saying, but I was getting <clears throat> some pings that looked like someone was trying to drop, join the podcast. Oh, okay. Um, they could um, send a message to, um, what is this, uh, 1347. Uh, seven five four seven four four zero, and we will play your message on the air. Um, if you can't get to us live, we will try to have this particular show up by Sunday night or Monday morning, inshallah. And uh, when we come back, we will talk about black power fatigue. You mentioned at the beginning of the first segment about how you had a client and they were telling you they're tired of black struggle. And we're going to address that mentally when we come back. Peace to the universe. Peace to God.